Oh, I reckon I should put this back up. Man. Well, yeah, now that now you're finished playing the opener song, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in here like like rocking to you, man. I know it's pretty pretty amazing. I saw you getting your groove on. Hey, everybody, it's Bill and it's Matt. We're back here today for another episode, episode number five already of Flight School. Welcome to the hangar. And we are going to get grounded in some great things so that you have the opportunity uh, to fly high. I'm pretty excited about that. So, Bill, how you been this past week, buddy? How's it going with the smoke over there and all that other kind of horrible you stuff? You know, it's been absolutely incredible. We feel very, very fortunate because I think last time we talked, it's been, it's been an interesting seismic year. Interesting yeah. seismic year. Great I won't do a recap, <laughs> but there has been a shaking that's been taking place uh, biologically, economically, sociologically, uh, um, I guess what would I, what do I call the fires and ice? I don't know. That would be, uh, geographically, uh, yeah. agriculturally, from a nuclearly. <laughs> yeah. It just, and, and of course with the things that have happened, you know, even last week, sociologically and politically in our world, this is, I mean, for me, an exciting time to live. We are living in historic, historic times. Some would say biblical times. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> I had a friend, they're looking at the list of all the different things that have happened in 2020. And they're going down the list and they're trying to think of all the great plagues of humanity. And the only thing we're missing still is a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> You've said that before. And, I still uh, am hanging on for that. And I, I and, know it's horrible. I don't want to see it. I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not ready for it. My concern, it's going to be come in the form of a vaccine. So we'll see. We will see. Of course, I'm joking, everybody. So anybody that's getting watching this and going, oh my gosh, how sacrilegious and wrong. Look, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah. uh, um, in the but middle, like brains, brains. <laughs> it's like what well, I don't know. I just had an insatiable uh, craving for brains I've never had before. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's good, and and it, I think it's a really a, a beautiful tee up to the things we've been talking about and where you are, for example, in walking people through this idea of moving from completely unconscious incompetence to recognize your conscious competence to moving into the fifth gear and yeah. that fifth gear of impact, that fifth gear of, 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 of living in a way and impacting in a way that they have never have done before. Um, and so if, if you're cool, I would like to jump into it and, and, uh, Give people, whether they, they've watched the show or not, that lead up and then get right into it, Matt. Yeah. Great message. That sounds great. Let's get it rocking and rolling. So lay it out. Give me first, you've got a picture of the four boxes. This quick walk me through, but it takes an arrow to the fifth gear. Give me the quick executive summary and then take me to the fifth gear. Yep, absolutely. So the four states is learning that unconscious incompetence. It's that place where you're just a plain blooming idiot. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're dumb. It just means you don't get what that you, you don't get what you don't get. You don't know what you don't know. And uh, you come into the place just like, Ooh, right. You need some education, some learning consciously incompetent. 
is that now you understand a bit about what's going on. You still don't know what the heck to do, <laughs> right? And then consciously competent, you've been at it for a while, you're doing some work, you can make it happen. You might need some, some supervision, some help, uh, but you're doing pretty good. Unconsciously competent, you're in overdrive, you're in autopilot, you are, you're cruising down the highway and this thing is going pretty good, right? And there's things you're doing that you just don't even recognize anymore, like breathing, for example. You don't consider how you breathe, you just do it. And that's where you're at with this work process, right? So now those four stages of learning leads into the tool that I've created called the fifth gear. Why? Glad you asked. Because the fifth gear, thank you very much. The fifth gear is a place where you can engage a conscious competence of your unconscious competence. Why would you want to do that? Well, I consider that your unconscious competence in life, specifically folks that are our CEOs, executives, uh, business owners, uh, doctors, lawyers, nurses, whatever the case may be, the thing that you do, uh, you end up having a superpower. And that superpower is that unconscious competence of what you're doing where you just don't even think about it. So if somebody was to say, Bill, how did you just create that show? Well, I mean, we've got this guy on camera 135. We got this over here. We've got these things there. So we're going to do this, da, 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 make this happen. And boom, there's the show. Pretty easy, right? No, I, you lost me at we have, right? So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> But how do you break those things down for folks? And that takes a bit of time. And sometimes uh, we don't know how to explain that unconscious competence because it's just such a part of our nature. And the fifth gear has a way of, of breaking that down personally so you can examine a few things that, that you're doing. You can see things that you're doing well, maybe some things that, that you could improve upon. Uh, but the basis of this whole tool is to share that superpower with others, right? We can give them books and courses and programs and all these kinds of things that are great, but to empower somebody with that superpower, that unconscious competence, that empowers them to do what they're called to do, that thing that they could, they could say, man, now I really know how I can make this happen, right? So give me the programs, give me the stuff, because now I can do it this way. That's really what the fifth gear is. All right, so that's the long story short. Well, let me ask this. You know, the one thing is we, we move into this space, and this is really another example of, of how people grow and learn, is to what degree does learning, um, what percentage of this moving into this fifth gear is learning and how much of it is action? So when I see gear, I think mobile. When I think learning, I think fueling up. Tell yes. me about what that what that looks like actually in action that makes that fifth gear valuable for people. Yeah, there's there's three areas inside of this tool that that I'm teaching on here, and uh, the first one is is identifying, which what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks here about identifying what this looks like. First of all, understanding the four stages of learning, and then uh, identifying what the fifth gear is. Right. So when you identify that, that's your first first stage. The second one is where we've been camped out here now, which is learning, mm -hmm. learning your your own personal learning, right? So you can learn all these things about you, learn things about the gear. And the third place is actually teaching. I could scroll through that real fast, right? So we've got uh, the identifying stage, you have the learning stage, which we're gonna dig into a little bit more today. Mm -hmm. And then after that uh, is called the teaching stage, right? So you've got to be able to teach. So the action, in the fifth gear is the teaching, the empowerment 
of that unconscious competence. The fifth gear is empowering other people to do that thing that you do, right? Okay, so just make sure I understand. So we've walked through the identification piece of it, and we know ultimately the fifth gear has power because it is action. Right. Um, but there is that, and I think, and I'm not saying this is the excuse everybody has, but I, I, I know with different areas, when I moved into a new area, sometimes you're immobilized because you say, I'm not sure I know what I don't know, and I need to know. And that learning phase either can be a, a freeing stage, an exciting stage, or maybe it can be an obstacle. How does someone really leverage or what are the steps to make sure that that learning stage is actually really fueling them for what they do need to operate in their conscious competence? Yeah. So make sure I'm tracking here clearly. So when they, when they find this place of, of this conscious competence, that place where they've learned something, right? They're in a task or position or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, the overdrive, that autopilot part, the unconscious competence. So identifying those places first, obviously that's training and understanding the job you're in, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all those tasks that come on when you get a job and then you work at it for a year, five years, three years, 10 years, career, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that, that stage is something that you can get an external, uh, external force creates an internal, an internal impact. Mm -hmm. So then when that internal is really internal for yourself, then that's a place where it's sometimes super, super hard to communicate to other people. I had a friend, uh, I still do, a friend of mine who is an incredible engineer and producer. Mm -hmm. And uh, back in the back in the day when we used to use yeah. MIDI a lot for for music, M-I-D-I, -I, yeah. right? Musical so, instrument digital interface. Yes, still out yeah. there. Yeah. Still out oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still have the chords. Oh man, I know I got them too. Big old long things, crazy. It's amazing how technology changes. Boy, they can talk about that forever. But anyway, this guy was and is a a MIDI. I'm not saying guru, just genius. Amazing that this guy he like he plugs into this stuff and he is MIDI, right? That he is MIDI. Yeah. So then when he would do things. We'd have two identical keyboards and I'm trying to figure out all my sequences and learning stuff out because I'm touring and doing my thing and I need to know how it works. And he says, man, just you do press this button, go here, press this button, go here and this button, 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 this button. got it. And I said, huh? I don't know what you're talking right. about. And then he would get frustrated with me. He goes, well, I told you, you just do this and you do that. And I'm like, but I don't understand what you're saying. And he, but he completely got what he was doing because it's just second nature. Yeah. And sometimes it can be frustrating to try to explain something like that to people because you're like, whatever, I'll just do it. Because it's if I just do it, it's faster than trying to explain it to you. You ever heard that song before, right? Oh, and then you gosh, do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is an opportunity to dig into that place where you don't have to say, all right, just I'll do this is being able to put it down and explain it in a form and a fashion that other people can get it, right? Explaining that superpower. And it's not simple, but if you do take the time to work through these tasks, and what I do in this in this whole scenario, we have this movement called Be the Difference 2020. And the end result mm -hmm. is that yeah. when people do engage with the fifth gear, they're creating videos that are about two or three minutes long. And mm -hmm. these videos are all their superpowers explained, shared, you know, given to other people. Yeah. Uh, so they have these plethora of superpowers available. Uh, so to be able to communicate that is, is vital, but not a lot of people 
can just instantly do that. You just walk up to somebody and say, tell me X, Y, Z. About, uh, I, I just do it. <laughs> I just, I yeah. kind of do it. It's not an answer. It's not an answer at all. And it doesn't make a difference in somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. So that's really where we're at with, with this whole tool and getting to that place of, of understanding how to engage this thing called the fifth gear. Um, so it's a process for sure. That's why we're taking some time with this. But I hope that answers that question a little bit as we get ready to move in that direction. No, it, it really does. And it's, it's kind of, to me, it's a prerequisite to, to lay that foundation that says, man, now I want to really learn this. I want to be able to apply this. Because uh, um, otherwise, that fifth gear can be a mis mystery. Absolutely. Because uh, like and some people don't even believe it can exist, that we can operate at that level. So go ahead. Take us through. How do we get there? What's What are those steps then? Walk us through that. Yeah, I will. And let me say one thing you just made a mention of that made me think of something. You said that um, sometimes we miss that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. One of the only ways that we can we can continue to, to advance, I think, that we're all always learning. We should always be in a position of learning in every state. doesn't mean just because you're really great at something that you're you're the best at anything, right? I mean, maybe you are the best, but mm. do you want to be better, right? And so there's ways mm. to move into the next four blocks of things, right? The next four squares. And by engaging the fifth gear, that really is like the that's the the turbo. That's the turbocharger, a supercharger that takes you from that unconsciously competent part to the next, the next place. That it might take forever to get to the next place, right? So today we're talking about uh, learning, uh, specifically learning the the tool of the fifth gear. How do I actually make this happen? All right. So we've talked a bit about identifying. If you haven't checked that out, please go back to the previous shows. And again, if you want more information, um, you can hit our email address that you'll see here shortly. And we'll be happy to send it to you for sure. All right, yeah. so here we are. Here we are at learning. Oops, I didn't, went too high up on the screen. Let me go back here. Sorry, guys. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, here we are. So at this point in your life, by digging into a conscious competence, let me do this even better. Wow. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's big time. Now I got to lower it down some more. All right, here we are. Super live. There we are. All right, by digging into this conscious competence of your unconscious competence, you'll not only be able to extract your superpowers, and empower others to do the same things, but you'll be engaging your fifth gear. So, right when you engage this gear, you also place yourself in an area of learning. That's what we've been talking about, you will learn things that have been great about your unconscious competence, and also learn things that can be improved upon. Things that you may have been learning or leaning towards, uh, or could be uh, complacency. Uh, it could be conflict. There's different things that happen when you start really examining this unconscious competence in your life. All right. And one way to really engage that, a great way to engage that fifth gear from this point on is to use the eight cognitive skills. All right. So I, I lay out what they are. Let me zoom down to the bottom of the page here and you will see. Um, well, that's probably too big, huh? You can zoom through them. I like them big. Yeah, lots of big stuff right there. Let me see if yeah, I can see yeah. back on the screen. There. All right, so there's the cognitive skills. Oh, I need to blow it back up some more. I have to go back and forth from screens, y'all, so I'm sorry. That's cool. Right, so I'm, I'm coming back to us now. All right, so the eight cognitive tools, and you're not going to be able to see them all right here, but just for example, uh, they go from, from uh, left to right in the circle. Uh, so this tool is available for you to look at quickly, and I, again, you can get that on the document that we have. Well, you, know, you know what would help me? You know, as a student of your work, 
Um, do we have time today or will it be something like next week? We're going to like really dive into the eight cognitive skills or can we do a little teaser and say, walk through one through three, what makes sense? Yeah, it's well, these, these eight cognitive skills are, um, they're pretty meaty, pretty beefy. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot there. Yeah. We'll definitely have to break those down. Okay. And okay. one of the things that I did, um, in the document here, and we've got the eight things here. We'll come back to that in a second, but I, I did share three ways because sometimes folks are like, boy, that's a lot of stuff, Matt. It is. But let me break it down even easier. You'll see, hopefully on the screen, make sure that you see that bill. Yeah, there it is. All right. So three ways you can dig into these eight cognitive skills that we're coming back to in a second is identifying your current patterns. That's your memory skills. Uh, they can be boosted through combining your logic and reasoning skills to recognize current patterns uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, then engage your fifth gear, actually doing it. And then thirdly is give it all you got, which is kind of zeroing in, teaching, giving it to other people, right? So those are three ways to kind of break that these areas down. But what I found the easiest way to, to help unpack, this is what we're really doing is unpacking our unconscious competence. We're, we're, we're on the outside looking in. It's a place of conscious competency, yep. looking outside into this unconscious competency. And then we are going to unpack that because it's sometimes, like I said, you just don't like, well, how do I do? I just press this button, do this. Da, 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 da. How do you explain that? All right. Well, then let's break that down a bit because when you've been doing it for a while, you're in autopilot. You don't think about certain things anymore. It's just second mm -hmm. nature. You get in a car when I take my kids to school. I don't think, well, I've got to go down to, to, to Cumberland, Camden Road. I got to take a right on Cumberland. I've got to go take a left. On, you know, I don't think about the names. I just drive there. I just, right. I'm used to going, right? Autopilot, you just go. Um, so that's what happens when you're in this unconscious competency. Yeah. Right? Here's the eight things that we won't go all through, obviously, today. Um, but to take a look at them, uh, the first one, let me bring it back down here on the screen, mm -hmm. a bit, is uh, sustained attention. So the first place in this eight cognitive skills to examine in your own life is sustained attention. That, that's the ability to look at, to listen to, and think about your task or new tasks over a period of time. So we can, I can read through all the eight of these right now, or we can kind of take them in chunks, Bill. How would you like to do it? Well, you know, I think, like you said, th these are deep dive things. Yeah. And um, if you wouldn't mind... I would like to see if we could talk about those top two this week, and then we can dive into the other ones going forward. Because I think those those two right off the bat, yeah, foundational. So I'd love I'd love to hear you have the freedom to take a few minutes to just walk into this whole idea of sustained attention and response inhibition. Yeah, I will, especially since we're running close on the end of our time here today. So we'll kind of. We'll hit these up a little bit, and we we may have to spend time on these for the next couple of weeks, which is great because yeah. this is a great way to learn and unpack these things for ourselves individually. Yeah. All right, so the first one, sustained attention. Again, this is a place where where it's that place where obviously sustained attention, right? So this prolonged, this this existing, this place of attention, this place you want to look at is the basic ability. Talking about basics now, to look at and listen to and think about your tasks or new tasks over a period of time. What does your sustained attention look like? So Bill, what is, you know, the question then you're looking at yourself is that what is my sustained attention? What does that look like for me when I'm dealing with tasks 
or like new tasks or tasks over a period of time. How do I work in my sustained attention with that? Do so, you know, the example would be like, are you, are you a squirrel like me kind of, and you kind of have a million things going on at one time and somebody says, Hey, but there's this thing over you're like, Oh man, it's a great idea. And you go that way too, but you still have other things to do, right? Multitasking. Right. So, so when it comes down to that sustained attention part, you know, this is how you say, what is my basic ability to look at these things? What, how do I listen to these things? How do I think about tasks and how do I think about them tasks over a period of time? What's that look like for me? So well, just for a second, we'll talk about that. Well, that's a, it's an ex excellent question because I've learned over the years, one, and it seems like there's an author and researcher after researcher that says basically we don't multitask, you know, that we flip switches and we leave things and then come back. And sometimes it, we can, it can happen in microseconds, but every time you spend switching gears, if you will, using this analogy, yeah. um, you really are not multitasking. You're stopping and starting, stopping and starting, stopping and starting. And in my case, one of the things that I have learned, because I easily, I, I adore squirrels and I want to see them and my mind goes all the time. Uh, um, and for me to be able to be that sustained attention, the team knows that, for example, when I am as in playing the role as a creative director of our, of our agency, it means I need to block out other stuff. And I say in this window, I am dedicating time for this. So I never have tasks ever. I have no tasks. I only have appointments. It's because I recognize that the physics attached to completing that task and the physics associated to dedicating time and attention to focus on the completion of that task, whether it be cognitive or physical or spiritual, whatever that is, I need to block out and set aside an honor. Otherwise, I will be playing games going tick, 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 under the illusion that I'm actually getting things done. And if I really want to get deep, meaty things accomplished, I recognize I have to be deep and meaty in my thought and my process. So this that is, so is good. you are you are unpacking unconscious competence right now. Yours, uh, well, it's it's not unconscious. It was. I'll tell you well, what. It's you're, yeah, but you're a conscious competence. But what I'm talking about this is part of your superpower. So I mean that. This what I'm saying is that you have decided that instead of tasks, it's appointments, right? So this is a great thought process that people could learn. So for you to say tasks, I've got a million things. So that means you've got a million things you're probably not going to get done. But mm -hmm. the appointment which you set and the, the key word you said in that, which was fantastic is honor. Uh, so that if you had a, a, an hour or two hours, five hours dedicated to a certain appointment, then you're going to honor that appointment and that people or persons by being present for that specific thing. And yeah. then everything else is, doesn't mm -hmm. exist at that moment, right? It's just that, that appointment for that reason. Right. And from that point, when I step into that zone, I am now both focused, <clears throat> but also vigilant to the distractions that may want to pull me out of that, that zone. Because there's a thousand things that want to pull us out. Just the way our minds work, the fact that we have connected thinking, I can think, oh, I'm going to 
spend some time with Matt, uh, which reminds me, oh, I need to uh, work on my microphone, which reminds me I needed to go talk to Tim about some sound problems, which reminded me that a friend of mine is closing down his business and he wanted me to come check out his warehouse, which reminded me that I needed to make sure I clear out the car because I think I'm going to put some new speakers in the car, which reminded me, my gosh, did I get gas the other day? Which reminded me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it happens in nanoseconds to go. And all of a sudden you're down a rabbit trail. Next thing you know, <clears throat> You knew that the old, the old, uh, was that joke is, uh, it's easy to forget when you're up to your, your, your neck and alligators that your original intention was to drain the swamp. Yeah. And so, um, that thinking definitely is necessary for me to go deep and accomplish deep things. And that word honor, I have found tragically that if I'm doing it for me, yeah, I'm probably less, I, I, I can, I can let it go. It's like, why do people struggle with exercise or diet or things like that? Well, who is that really for? That's for you. But if I make a commitment to a client or a team member or, or something bigger than myself, it demands that I honor it. It demands yeah. that I honor it. And it makes me able to focus at a deeper level uh, with a sense of what I need to accomplish. And it makes me vigilant to say, I'm going to protect that because if I don't protect that, I'm dishonoring the commitment I made to fulfill this and to accomplish this. And so that, that keeps me, my crazy squirrel mind in a better gear. Yeah, that is fantastic information today for sure. And something I'm, I'm positive that people will enjoy hearing today. And this just comes from, from us hitting the first thing here with sustained attention. And uh, what, a, what a bonus to hear that from you today. As we've been digging into uh, the fifth gear, we've been talking about how we can uh, get into the four stages of learning, but, but moving past the four stages of learning, we engage this thing called the fifth gear, which is that conscious competence of our unconscious competence. And uh, Bill shared today, as we're digging into the learning side of what this tool looks like, and now we're digging into the eight cognitive skills, what sustained attention might look like in somebody's life or business or family or whatever. I mean, there's so many different ways that we could examine how to incorporate sustained attention well, and pay attention to sustained attention in our lives. That makes all the difference in everything else we're getting ready to go into, which is exciting because we've got uh, barely, we just hit the surface on the first one. We got seven more to go. Uh, which, so yeah, so we got a lot to go. It'll be fun. The second one, just the teeth. What's the next one we're going to hit next week? Yeah, absolutely. So the second one, let me come back down the screen here so y'all can see, is going to be response inhibition. Yeah, which I kind of talks a tiny bit about. That is, I'll tell you, Matt, when you talk about that next week, that for some people may be the breakthrough that could change their life. Absolutely. To be able to to look at that distraction and to inhibit those that allow you to focus on the things that matter. My gosh. To identify what those distractions may be. Sometimes yeah. we don't even realize the distractions that we have. Like maybe you get too many notifications on your phone. Maybe you get too many phone calls and you feel guilty if you don't answer, yeah. don't look, whatever. And 
and you have to learn what some of these boundaries are for your own life so that you can be more productive in everything, right? So, uh, yeah, it's a great, great opportunity to do some shifting in mindset and gears. And next week, we're going to dig in. I can hardly wait till next week, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. You gave such a fantastic example, folks. If you get a chance to uh, go back and listen to that again, what Bill just shared, such a great idea from from tasks to appointments. doesn't mean that he ignores tasks. It's just a different mental way, mindset way of, of, of accomplishing those tasks, you know, give it a different name, different purpose. And it becomes something way, way more important to you and other people when you do that. So great, great example, Bill. Thanks so much for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I can hardly wait till next week, Matt. I know it feels like here we are supposed to be, we're in the hangar here at flight school. We're getting our training. Everybody's got their notebooks out and we're getting ready to get in that plane so we can fly high, but I'm already, I'm already flying high right now. I'm sore right too. now. I'm, I've got my coffee. You know, I'm just looking for those little those little biscotti thing things that uh, they have on Delta. Delta is one of my favorite airlines, and they Thank have. Those. I'm thinking, yeah, it's about time to hop in. <laughs> and let's, let's kick off this week. Bang. Let's do it. Yeah, guys. Until we see you the next time, it's so so glad to have you here with us again today. This is episode five now, so we're on Facebook, LinkedIn. Of course, here's our our home base, uh, YouTube. Uh, and now it's podcasted out, so we're we're out on all the podcast sites as well now as well. So you get plenty of, of places to engage with Flight School, and uh, you can catch us here every. Uh, we're here Fridays, every, every Friday, ten thirty Eastern, seven thirty Pacific. Uh, that's U.S. time, and. Uh, Everybody else, you have to Google it. I'm sorry. I'll just give you two. That's all I could handle right now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you the next time, everybody. Thanks for coming to flight school. Thanks for coming. Bye. Each week, Phil and I bring you episodes to help you get and stay grounded in your business and your life with lessons that help you fly higher heights and know exactly what your flight plan is. Join us each week on Fridays at 10.30 a.m. Eastern and 7.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Welcome to Flight School.